What's up, everybody? This is the American Fury John West. You listen to the Ice Cream Sunday podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself. did you get your start in pro wrestling uh back in the day you know about 2008 9 a buddy of mine justin wilson i went to high school with he went to college with chad Milan, who was cousins with Ty countryman who runs through xw so i went to a show i was like this is great i love this stuff this is you know this is what i want to do so me being who i am after the show <laughs> me and my buddy got into the ring and started suplexing each other and a guy, Steve Bealy, saw that. I was like, okay, this guy, you know, he knows what he's listening, knows what he's doing a little bit. So I talked to him about, hey, I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to come back and I want to train. So they had they had a show at Waukee Middle School. I remember the match. It was Eric Cannon versus uh, versus Austin Bailey's hair versus hair match. The match, the show also had Jerry Lynn on it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to sign up for training. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to come back and I'm, I'm going to train. So I left. I was in Indian Hills 2008 or so. Moved back to Des Moines. I went to a show. I was like, hey, I want to train. I was a message to countrymen. All those guys like, hey, I want to train. Signed up for training, and that was the end of it. I train. I try. I want to say I trained for like maybe a couple months before I had a match. Maybe like a month. Really? Well, because my, my training class kind of sucked. Like There was a bunch of guys in my class who just... Was there anybody else in your class that like went on to actually like wrestle in front of a crowd? No. Who Do I know anyone there was, in it? So... So it's not not Nate Redwing, but his teammate in college was in my class. But he ended up leaving and go back to going to college. And then there was a guy named Thomas, named Tom Holcomb, Tommy Holcomb, who like he, he like trained with Killer Kowalski. And he came back, he trained with Drake W, but he didn't really like. He had one show in front of a crowd, but he just was like like deer in the headlights. He just didn't know. Didn't, so he so he left. And then there was another guy named Ben McAfee, who I mean, I don't, you might you might I remember Ben yeah, McAfee. You might know. Yeah. yeah, he was in my class too. And he he just he, he didn't know how to bump properly. So I, every every training class it'd be like where. I'm sitting there waiting for him to get done bumping. I'm like, okay, I've been here for like an hour now, and everyone hasn't learned how to bump yet. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of getting bored. And I know that there's no way around it. And yeah. I'm not, I, I don't want to talk shit about Mark McDowell or, or the way that he trained at mm-hmm. all. But th- that's the thing I hated the most was that the squeaky wheel gets the grease in yeah. training. Yeah. And not to say that I was, I was good by any means, but like, so I, w- I did the 2015 class and I came back and I wanted to refresh my skills. Mm-hmm. So I went through the 2018 class and I was, I was ahead of those guys because I'd already been through the class. So I just didn't feel like I got a whole lot of training because there were uh, there were other guys that were getting more one-on-one, uh, especially in the, like, the 2015 class, the guy that's a referee now. I can't think of his name. Glasses, uh, kind of greasier hair. But uh, Brett, Oh, Dan Clark? Yeah. 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 He, was, he was the one that got the most attention just because he was squirrely. Yeah. Squirrely Dan. I love, I love Dan. He's, he's, still, he's, still, he's still like that. Yeah. Yeah, good so guy though. Well, I think now I think it's different now. Where like, it sucks for people like me. I remember like there was a class I went to. I think it was uh, Kyle Sato Kabara was in that class. And he yeah, was, that was my that was my. Oh yeah, so class. he was just, he was just kind of sitting there like, okay, this is easy. Like this is boring. Yeah. It was like, only like I, four I guys. Tell, yeah, I can tell just, he was bored. He was just he was so athletic. Yeah, <laughs> and so far ahead of anybody else in that yeah. class. Um, but yeah, that was me. Uh, Sato Kabara, Brandon Wallace, and then the other guy that we don't yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, the one that died on his way back to his home planet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> off air. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, so you you got into wrestling, like, I think I met you in 2008. I started coming to shows about 2008, 2009. Oh, yeah. You were the first, I mean, literally the first guy I met. I remember I messaged like the 3XW page and I was like, hey, I'd like to come and just learn about wrestling. I'd, I want to be a pro wrestler after I got out of, out of college. And, uh, they were like, yeah, come to the show, um, you know, meet the guys before the show, stay around, help tear down. And you were the first guy I met. You were just there hanging out in the afternoon. Um, and I don't even think you were wrestling that night. I think you were doing security. Yeah, I did, I, I did security for a while before. Cause I, made my, I had my first direct w official match like January 1st, the January of 2010. So I was trained for a little bit before. Before I had my first official match on the show. Did you do like the, the Green Kid tour and do a bunch of Battle Royals before that? Surprisingly, no. Like, so I did like I did a bunch of obviously a bunch of training matches. We had like a thing outside of Blockbuster where it was like me. I think it was me. I think it was me versus Gage Octane. That's not a bad. So well, no, it's not a bad not, first not. opponent. 
<laughs> and we had this thing at like outside of the training facility at like uh um, what was that uh old social club yeah where it's like it was like me I think I think I think I wrestled Devin Carter who's my who's one of my trainers I wrestled him and like I had like a like like just tight I had like a completely different gear than what I wear now and we had, we had that match and then I did a tag match later that night and then that was like but like the first official match I had was it was me and Sparrow versus AJ Style AJ Smooth and Ryan Slade oh the um. Sexy, sexy and smooth. Yeah, sexy, that, 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 was, that was, was my first official match on a three XW show. Yeah, um, for years you were the only black wrestler. Yes. in Iowa. <laughs> yes, talk about that because I feel like that leads into creating Black Wrestlers Matter. Well, see, well, at the time I, I didn't real, I didn't realize it was like a big deal that I was the only you know, only black wrestler. I mean, because I knew when I watched wrestling on TV when I was younger, there wasn't very many black wrestlers besides like The Rock and like the Nation of Domination. Mm-hmm. Like Ahmed Johnson, there was really, there was really nobody. Like, even, even like if you go back, like after after The Rock left, there was really nobody that was like the, at the top of the show. That's why every time like a black wrestler came in, I gravitate towards them. Like mm-hmm. oh, like Bobby Lashley came in, I gravitated towards Bobby Lashley. Like people stuff like that. Like Sheldon Benjamin, I was a, I'm still a big Sheldon Benjamin fan. And it's just sex because I'm like, well, this we have all these black athletes, but there's like wrestling because like, wrestling didn't really. I mean, as a kid, I love wrestling. I love watching wrestling. I know a lot of my friends would love watching wrestling who were black, but like we didn't have anybody that that we can grab it. Like, oh, we can do this because we see them doing it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things where I wanted to be the guy. Like, hey, these young kids. I mean, I'm still I'm not that old, but these young kids coming in. Like, hey, I want to create a platform for us to like, hey, like show that we we can do this just like anybody else can. Yeah. Are- so the the most prominent um, black wrestler that I, I could remember, at least when I was coming up, was um, you know. Uh, Devon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, See, you know, it's hard to think of them because it's not very many of them. Uh, APOC, right? APOC. Oh. Um, the Acolytes. Oh, Farouk. Oh, Farouk, yeah. Farouk. Ron yeah. Simmons. Yeah. Um, First I mean, black WCW. John, H- you know, John Henry. But Mark Henry. Mark Henry. <laughs> John Henry. <laughs> yeah. Right <laughs> Yeah, see? <laughs> Hey, you know, you're, you're proving the point. That's, it's because, it, like I said, there, there wasn't very many of us. So like a lot of times, if there was a lot of us, we weren't like really in. T- we weren't in the title picture at all. Like Devon, right. Devon was never like world title picture. Even even like in uh, when they went to Impact and like Bubba became like the, the world champion. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't Devon. And see, I never thought of <laughs> like say Booker T for example. I never mm-hmm. thought of him being in WCW. Yeah. Granted, I knew he was, mm-hmm. but he never really took off at least in my eyes until. He came to WWE yeah. and was essentially trying to out the Rock. This <clears throat> and so so you know he'd copy Rock's moves, where Rock Bomb would be the book in mm-hmm. and you know stuff. What like I thought that. was funny is he came to WWE and they touted him as a five time world champion. And I was twelve when WCW ended. I didn't realize that like he won those five oh, titles in like nine months. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew Booker T, obviously, but I didn't really know like he was five. I didn't know what being a five time champion meant for him. Like, yeah, because like it, it wasn't really talked about until he got to WWE. Right. So like it's funny because like WWE they had they had the same mistake that any wrestling companies do where like they have two black guys who are going to put them against each other in a match. Like instead of having Booker T go wrestle somebody else that's not black, they had him wrestle the Rock, even though Rock's technically black, but he's more considered more Samoan. And yeah, that, that's that's a discussion for a whole, a whole different day. So I remember, so I grew up in a very small, very, very white town. Um, and I didn't even find out I was Laotian. I didn't know my biological father. I didn't even find out I was Laotian until I was 17. So I go off to college. I'm like 19 at this point, And I, I learn about 3X wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I come to Des Moines and realize there's a, a huge Laotian population yeah. here. And the one Asian wrestler in Iowa happens to be Laotian. Yeah. So, of course, that's my favorite wrestler. So, Ricky Kwong was like my favorite wrestler for years because I was like, oh, it's the one, the one Laotian wrestler on the planet. Yeah. Um, but talk about creating a platform. I, I know that when you started Black Wrestlers Matter, what was the idea to create it into a big platform and have shows? Or what was the idea behind it when, when it started? When was that? 20. 15? Well, so initially, uh, I turned heel. Like, so 24, I think 2014, I moved back to Chicago. So I turned heel shortly before that. And I came back 2015. And uh, so it was me and Grizz. We, 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 I started the Black, like, the Black Wrestling Matter thing. And then we, we kind of did like the, because I mean, kind of a lot of happened because like the, uh, the, the, 
the Black Lives because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Started. Yeah. Like, you know, but I, I, just, I, try to, I try to avoid putting real life into wrestling, but stuff like that, you can't really avoid it. Mm-hmm. So then we at first at first I was just happy with making T-shirts, getting selling shirts at shows or whatever. But then like the twenty fast forward twenty twenty, the George Floyd stuff ha- George Floyd stuff happened, and then Chris Manning was like, "Hey, you know, this would be a good opportunity. Like maybe looking to doing a show." I was like, I'm like hey, "Yeah, why not? There's nothing else going on right now. The world, everyone, the world is watching. Let's let's see what we can do." It, it wasn't trying to capitalize on that. It was just fact of the fact that hey, you know, for for too, for too long we have all these black wrestlers out there that don't really get the spotlight because. Whether it's politics or whatever, ego, whatever it is, just like because like I'm mean, there's there's people. I mean, you see my shows. There's people on my shows who, just like look at Jossie. Like Jossie mm-hmm. is one of the best wrestlers out there, but for some reason, before Black Wrestling Matter, no one really, really was talking about him. I think either consciously or unconsciously, a lot of promoters are like, "Well, we have our black guy." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, and like I said, they might not think of that like consciously, but they're like, "Oh yeah, we have our we have our one." women's match or we have our one tag team match for the show uh we have our one i don't know we have our one old school legend this time this is our one black guy allowance for the show um and i think the first show the first black wrestlers matter show in des moines was like here's an area of the country that doesn't have a lot of black wrestlers in it to begin with we're going to bring all of the best from this area and we're going to showcase them. I thought it was, I thought it was a great way to do that. Talk a little bit about what went on behind the scenes with you Manning putting that first show together. Well, like I said, we, we had to, when we, so, so we pretty much like, we were like, okay, let's do a show. So we, we messaged like a Franklin during high school. Mm-hmm. Cause originally we were going to do the show at Woolies, but Woolies was booked. So we're like, well, I was like, well, let's just try, let's try Franklin threads. We ran there like what, November, 2019. I was like, let's let's try, let's see if they're available. So we called, we called there. It was like, hey, we want to come look at it. They're like, oh yeah, come take a look. We literally went up, we went up there. Like, we like it. We, we like whatever. Like, we liked the, the building. The building was great. I mean, they made a lot of promises they didn't deliver on. But I was like, the building, the building looks great. Like, you know, let's let's do it. So then we announced the show. So we literally shot a video that day of me walking through the building with the uh, "This Is America," you know, mm-hmm. Childish Gambino playing. And then, like, two months later, like, like we, uh, the, like, like, so after, after, after that now, initial, like, reveal, like, hey, we're going to do a show, I started messaging people, like, hey, you know, we have a show coming up. I know it's a pandemic. I know you probably don't want to do whatever. But if you're, if you're willing to work the show, we'll take care of you. And then, like, two, two months later, and <laughs> like, the best, one of the best nights of my life happened. Yeah. Uh, and talk about that too, with it being in the middle of a pandemic, was there hurdles you had to jump through just to get a show to happen in the, here in the state of Iowa? Well, I, I think because there wasn't much going on, like it's, it was, I, I think it was, it was probably easier to, you know, get, have people be available because there was like literally no, like besides WWE, there was like nobody else running shows. Like it was, like we were the first show out, like since the pandemic started to, to actually run and have a live crowd. So, I mean, we had a, we had a 300 seat limit. People have to like we have to make we have to we yeah. have to, have to let everybody know like okay we we got we got to spread out so like if you look if you look back at the show it, I think the building was perfect for that it, it, it was, was it was, was huge. a huge building but to have people spread out yeah. I mean that that venue was perfect for well it. it's funny because if you look back at the show it looks like it wasn't a big crowd but it was like it was three hundred plus people I mean we we, we had about. I want to say we had about four or five hundred people like live streams. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, live stream went doesn't you know how, how internet how live streams work. But yeah. I mean, it was perfect because, like I said, the building was big enough to where we had people like we had we can have, we could have had like seven hundred people and they still they still wouldn't have been close to each other because it mm-hmm. was it was kind of like, it looked like kind of looked like like a it looked like it looked like a mega it's built like a mega church. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why we always laugh like uh, one of the women's match was called a twerking for Jesus because because <laughs> 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 it, look, it looks like like Jocelyn and like uh, Emily and all of them they were like. Uh, after the match, like Sonny Kiss, they were, they were all twerking. So we said twerking for Jesus because it looked like we were starting a church. <laughs> the, I mean, the building was hot. I mean, it was it was real hot. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it, it was. The building was real hot. There was no the AC wasn't working. The the, the that's which is another one of the things the building said they'd have AC. They said they'd have like a big TV wall. They said they'd have like internet, and they didn't have any of that stuff. Mm. Which is one reason why I haven't gone back there yet. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a great building. I wish the, I wish they would do different things with it because like, it has a lot of potential to be like one of the a big venue for indie wrestling and because we don't really have a building in indie rest for indie wrestling in Des Moines since Baradas and stuff closed down. Sure. Sure. Because like even Woolies is like it's a, it's it's good. It's a decent wrestling venue, but it's not really. It's it's more for music. For sure. So one of the one of the things that I liked, like Austin would bring up Black Wrestling Matter all the time, and uh, tell me more about it. Just kind of keep me updated and whatnot. Uh, and to kind of piggyback off what he said earlier was, um, you know, every promoter has like their one black wrestler and stuff like that. Oh. And 
it seems like it's always not just hey they're a black wrestler and they're they're putting out their their own show it's hey we have a black wrestler and it's always like some type of weird gimmicky mm. just you know yeah. side yeah. thing yeah it, it wasn't really anything notable mm-hmm. so with uh black wrestlers matter uh it's nice to see that it's not that and it's actually focusing on the wrestlers being wrestlers yes. rather than a gimmick that was that was all intentional because like I, like I say most show I mean there, there's been since I've been wrestling there's been people pitching ideas to me all like left and right like a lot of some are racist but it's like but me being who I am like no nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that that's, that's dumb I think now I'm at to the point of my career where I can go I can just I can turn down the booking because I can say no nah, I don't I don't want to do that sure no no one's gonna approach me like that anymore because they know like, I mean I say I know how to fight in real life I'm not gonna you know get offended by it but it's like a lot of promoters do try to be like hey we have this black guy he's gonna do this gimmick whatever like if he doesn't like that we'll find another black guy that will do it which is, that happens everywhere. But it was intentional for me to go, okay, like, listen, I don't care about heel or face. I, I just want you to go out there and show people who you, what you can do in the ring. Like, show your character. Sure. Like, show, let people know that, hey, I'm not just, like, some token black dude on the show. I can go out there and, you know, wrestle with the best wrestlers in the world. And I think, like, I think for the, for the shows I've done, they've been very successful because of that. That's awesome. I think they're, and I can't think of the name of the YouTube video. If I find it, we'll post it on our social media. But there was a YouTube video from years ago um that talked about like black wrestlers on shows and there mm-hmm. was like three archetypes and it was like that. it was like black savage it was like uh like militant militant black guy and then like baby face black guy yeah. and those were the three like like stereotypes which well, i think i think i've done most of those in my, in my career <laughs> so, yeah black baby face for, for sure oh, no, I, I, i've been a baby face for i've been wrestling 13 13 years damn I've been, baby, I've been I've been a baby face for maybe twelve. 12 I know I am. I think I've I think I've been a baby for like twelve of those years. Yeah, twelve years of the baby. Twelve years of twelve years of slave. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just just kidding. Just kidding. You gotta change your name. John West is your slave name. I know. I know. It's all, that, that's an idea I thought about. Like when I uh, you ever seen like Demolition Man, mm-hmm. like Simon <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah, yep. I kind of want to be that kind of hill. Like, just like just chaos. Just oh, chaos. Be awesome. Fun. But it's just all about like obviously with indie wrestling like no matter what kind of character you have it's all about if, if they if they put you on a show or not so like if they say hey we want you to do a tag match you're like okay cool like but you, like I mean I'll say I've been, I love Mark I've been with Mark for we've been we've been a tag partners for a long time but sometimes we're just like you know what man we got to go our separate ways because like I, I feel like I want I feel like I'm being a little handcuffed a little bit because I love you but I feel like I am being a little handcuffed because I feel like I gotta do what I can do within the confines of the match instead of me going out and like showing what I can do by myself. I still love the guy, but sometimes I feel like we need to just take a little break every once in a while. So you did take a break when you came back from Chicago. Yeah. Um, this was, I mean, years and years yeah. ago. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> can you talk about the, uh, this is a sidetrack a little bit, but talk about the dog collar match between you and Mark? <laughs> that was probably my favorite match I've ever done in my career. It was because, so fun. So it, I think it started off with like, uh, because I, I think they knew I was moving to Chicago today and wasn't sure how much I'd be, be able to come back. So they, they kind of like, okay, I think the Rage Brigade beat down Mark, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna come chase him off and whatever." And I, I, I helped Mark up, hit him, hit him with the. Well, back then I called it the Obama Care because nobody wants it, but everybody gets it. <laughs> I, caught, I caught it that because nobody want nobody wants it, but everybody gets it. So I I, I, I hit him with that, and then the crowd's like, "Boo!" It's funny. So like after that match, like after that uh, that moment. People message me on Facebook. Why did you do that, John? I thought you guys were family. I thought you guys were friends. And like it's, it's like I've never experienced anything. Like people like they 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 really thought like that I that I didn't like Mark anymore. That we we weren't buddies at all. Like we literally hang out like almost every day. Yeah. But like the fact that like I, I turned on him in wrestling because like we really no one thought the Bulldogs yeah. would ever break up. Like, you're literally Uncle John to <laughs> yeah, his kids. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's funny. So then we were like so that the whole leading up to that dog collar match was the fact that I kept running. I kept like running away from him. like I'd attack and then I stick and move, stick and move. But the wall if I I can't move if I'm on a dog collar, which I Ironically, during the match, <laughs> the dog collar, the dog collar break, <laughs> breaks. I'm like, oh well, that dude. Now it's kind of funny that it worked that way. It's kind of, it, like, I think it actually worked out better for the match because, like, I was able to be like, dude, like, you know, more cheating shit. Yeah. Without without the dog collar, I'm like, but they, of course, they let Bubbles Bird pull the dog collar and it breaks, right? <laughs> Out of all the people in the show, they give it to they give it to Bubbles. Yeah. Um. And then obviously coming back and and mm-hmm. being attacked. You guys were on the last three XW show team together. Yeah, right? it, was, it was us, us and uh, Luke, the, the head, head, not headbangers. Oh, the, um, uh, Luke, uh, Bushwhackers. Yeah, Bushwhackers, yeah. Rest in peace to the other one. I can't yeah. I, I hate that his name is Kissing right now. Uh, it's Luke and Butch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Luke uh, and Butch? I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, I mean that, that match was fun. Like, it was obviously, I looked, at, I looked, looking back, I'm like, man, I am so out of shape. That's that's when I was like, because like I mean, I took a break. So I, so so fast rewind a little bit. So I've I wrestled Magnum a bunch in, in Omaha, and it was me and Con Artis as the culture. Like we were very popular tag team in Omaha. Like one, like I was having. No matter how long me and Mark were together, I never, I never heard crowd reactions as loud as we got at Omaha, in Omaha. Like they loved us, and then so I was like, towards the end of our reign, I was like, man, my body's like, you know, I have like small nagging injuries that won't heal, like my wrist, my knee, my ankle, my back. So I'm like, okay, when we lose, when we lose the titles, I'm gonna take a little break for a while. So then, like, I mean, I did. Like we lost the belts, I think maybe April of 2021, 22. Mm-hmm. So we lost the belts. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a little break for a while. So I, I, I don't think I, I wrestled maybe two matches the rest of the year, let my body heal up. And then finally, it was last December and January, Threx had two events. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's in Des Moines. It's close enough. I'll wrestle those shows. Yeah. And they were both tag matches, so it wasn't really too much on my body. Let me ask you a question. For the longest time, so you started you started Black Wrestlers Matter on a t-shirt mm-hmm. in like 2014, 2015? Yeah. I remember very explicitly, Jason Strife told you not to wear a fucking shirt. Yes. In the ring. Yes. Rest in peace, Jason Strife. How much do you think it killed Jason Strife? That his tag team champion wore a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I, I, th- I think I think it got to the point where he respected me enough that he let me he let me make make my own decision because yeah. like there's some shows where I didn't wear my shirt, but I tell people like all the time like any, anytime you see a picture of me the first thing you see is Black Wrestlers Matter yeah and like, that that's just me promoting my brand like I'm like I'm I'm all about I'm all about promoting my brand I don't care what it is like. I mean, there was an incident where my champion has said some dumb stuff and I had to get take the belt off of him mm-hmm. because I want to protect my I, mean, I love the guy but I got to protect my brand. So like the, the fact that people say, "Why are you wrestling a shirt?" I mean, it's not that. I mean, it's not that I, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm in, I'm in decent shape. I'm not, I'm not, there's wrestlers in worse shape than I am. It's just, it's just, it's all branding. Every literally every picture you see of me, you see my Black Wrestling Matter shirt yep. in the picture. That's, yep. that's that's why. That's literally why I do it. Yeah, it's, it's been that it's, way it's, for it's, yeah for no other reason. I mean, Kevin Owens wrestles in the shirt. Yeah, he's fucking Kevin Owens. I want to apologize to you. Yeah, Speaking you of Kevin should, Owens, yeah, you should. Few episodes, <laughs> a few episodes ago, I called uh, Kevin Owens the most athletic uh, fat guy in wrestling, mm. um, and it's you. And I apologize for for uh, disrespecting you like that. I already forgave you. I, I told you I, I call myself <laughs> the Black Kevin Owens anyway, so we're we're good. Uh, let's go back to the the first Black Wrestlers Matter show. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the matches on that that card that stood out to you as, <coughs> as success stories? It's funny, like looking at back at the show, like there was no weak match on the entire card at all. Like, like every everything could have been a big main event for any company you let you look at. So we had our main our actual main event was uh, originally it was going to be me versus JDX, and I was like, man, that just doesn't seem big enough for you know for this show. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, because my, my whole thing is like I never want to put myself on the spotlight because the show the show's the show's not about me. The show's about all of us. So I was like, I was like, if I can get somebody else to wrestle with JDX, and I'll, I'll do it because like I want him to be do the biggest match as possible. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of people didn't really know who J. I, I, I didn't know I didn't know JDX until that Three XW Franklin show. Well, it was me, JDX, uh, Airwolf, and uh, Antoine, uh, Jack Price. We took that picture with all four of us. Like yeah. you know, like like that's where that picture. Yeah, came that, from. That, yeah. So we it was, it was just a random picture we took at a show. Like hey, this like because my thing was like hey, there's four black guys on the show that never happens. Let's let's get a picture. Yeah. And then like we took that picture and it just it blew like it, like Manny took the picture and it just blew up. So we were like, man, this is like I never thought like I just I thought it was gonna be a guy selling t-shirts like yeah. oh oh cool I, I want to be like the black NWO like oh cool t-shirts <laughs> you know and then like the picture blew up we were like oh we can we can we can do something with this so then. Everybody, everybody uh, from that picture was on the show except for Jack Price because I think he, was, he had like work or something. But like, uh, yeah, the first match was J- uh, Josh C versus Airwolf, which was very, very, very good way to open. Very, very fantastic way to open the show. Like those two, because those two guys had history already because they're both like they were both in Minneapolis. And then, yep. so and then we we had I think another match was like we had like a uh, uh, what's this? Why has the name escaped me? Dante Martin is yeah. on, was on yeah. the show, but he was uh, he had a different name at the time. He was a. Uh, uh, Angel Del, yeah, yes, uh, yes, the Oro or whatever, yeah. um, yeah, Angel of, uh, yeah. So, so, Angel so, so like that. that show, that show was the first time they ever took their mask off. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, and they, like, I, I didn't know what was happening. Like, I, I, I told guys like, hey, this is your match. Who this is who's going over? Just do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, just do they didn't, your, do they your didn't thing. talk to you about that nope. at, at all. I said, like, just do your thing. I, I, well, so that being a surprise, even to you, talk about that. Like, that's a big deal. Like, two masked wrestlers voluntarily yeah. taking their mask off. Um, Airwolf is known, like especially in Minneapolis, and for mm-hmm. first wrestling, he was, uh, he beat Eric Cannon. He was the first wrestling champion. He was, I mean, that dude was pegged as like the next big indie star. Yeah. So for him to shed that character on your show, 
talk about that. Like, how I, I, big is that? For because you? because I was so busy and so tired running around, I didn't even know that it happened until after I watched the show back. And then Manning told me like, "Hey, this is the first time he's taking his mask off." I'm like, "Man, the fact that he did that at my show like made it like another." And like another moment that like probably my favorite of the show was the fact that I was able to get a, a boo a boo black one involved a boo colossus mm-hmm. like because I I've been a fan of a boo for like forever I like I, I love him but he's like because he's he's like, he's like he's like my situation but in Omaha where mm-hmm. he's one of the only black guys that on the shows and I was like man like it's great that the fact that he didn't wrestle a match but he was able to come in and like do a segment like. Because I, I feel like a lot of indie shows don't have those kind of segments where like this guy just comes in, just destroys somebody and walks away. Because we had a guy, James, I forgot his name, James Thames or something, he came out talking about protesting the show. Like, it's called Black Wrestling Matter, blah, blah, blah. He came out with a mic megaphone talking crap. Abu comes out like, hey, man, you got to go. You know, you know, Abu, you got to get out of here. He, he's, he's a grandpa. It's called Black Wrestling Matter, not Black Grandpa's Matter. And Abu's like, okay, well, see ya. And he just murders him. So good. And uh, like, like, that was probably one of my favorite moments of the show. And I like, say, we just had, like, we were able to donate $3,000 to a charity. Like a black, so there's a guy uh, I told you about, B. Yep. Well, Billy Weathers. He has a she had a charity called uh, Knowledge is Power, where like it helps like uh, kids in like l- lower income, lower income communities get mm-hmm. like supplies and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was probably like one of my favorite my favorite things to do is like, cause especially with me growing up in Chicago. Like I mean, we were poor, so like the the fact that like there's charities around that helps helps kids like me when I was younger like get supplies and like stuff like that. That's that was like that was probably the biggest thing for me like to be able to donate money to them because like I, I love doing stuff like that. Skipping forward to the second <coughs> Black Western Matter show in Des Moines, mm-hmm. um, that one did take place at Woolies, which yes. was the original idea yeah. was to be yeah. there. So, um, was that was the show where you crowned the first Black Western Matter yeah, champion, yeah, right? Yeah. So the first, the, we want because at first I was going to just do like just do a show. I didn't really care about having championships or everything. Sure. The second show, I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I can't, I can't just say like, hey, this is Black Western Matter show is only my belt support. I'm like, if you have, I was like, if you're a champion for another company. Bring your belt, and I'll acknowledge it because you you work hard to get that belt for that's mm-hmm. a different company. Like that's so that that's why one thing I try to do is when I run a show, I try to if, if especially a show in another city. Hey, if if you if you have, if you have a champion, whatever, I'll put them on my show. And like if you want to be a sponsor, whatever, I don't, I don't matter. Just I'll acknowledge that you, that, you, that this company exists. It's, yeah. not, it's not like hey, I'm coming to your town. Like nobody else. I'm normally the only one here. Cause like that's to me like if I'm coming to your territory, I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not gonna just walk in like step on your yard. I'm gonna knock on your door. Hey. I'm gonna be doing some work out here, you know. It's just you know, if you if you need some help, like, whatever. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, because I we have a I have a decent following on social media. Like some of the companies, like for these smaller shows that I, companies that I cities I go to, they don't have something like I can use my platform to promote whatever you. I can use my platform to promote, promote what you're doing. So that's that's the whole point of me creating a brand is to go, hey, you know, there's not like say there's not many of us. Like if there's a wrestler like like in Minnesota somewhere that no one knows about. I'm gonna try to do what I can to yeah. get them recognized. I like that. So obviously, Black Wrestlers Matter to you, uh, crown your first champion, Jossie. Yes, um, Jossie. I I think I mean right this minute is on the verge of being yeah. very very big. Um, he should be big already. He should be big already. Um, <laughs> that that, car- dude, that charisma, man. That's just oh, he just oozes charisma. It's funny. It's like so. So Manny's the one that like they could put me on a job because like I, I think I did a scramble match with Job before the pandemic hit. So like at three XW we did a scramble. I was like, I was like, he's okay. He's a black and brave guy. He's like, you know, he's fine. I don't see him in very many shows. And Manny was upset because like during W, they had Jaws C running sound instead of wrestling. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm like, oh well, you know, it happens. Yeah. So then <clears throat> for the first show, I'm like, man, I was like, I was like, I was like hey, Jaws, Manny's a big fan of yours. You know, if I have a show coming up, he's like, yeah, I'm available because he said like, he said like, he was. I think he was working at a, at a restaurant or something, doing mm-hmm. something. He wasn't. Really, he was like he was just. A, he said like he said he was just a civilian. He wasn't really wrestling at all before before the uh, the Black Wrestling Matter show. So I'm like, like the fact that like that he went from like not wrestling to to now he's like on the impact of like, on the verge of getting signed. Yeah. The, to me, like I, I feel like a proud big brother watching that happen. Because well, like I, I feel I feel like there's all my little brothers like I mean because you, you have well man Carly Bravo is not one of my guys but Carly Bravo I think Carly Bravo signed with Impact now he was at my Chicago show last year. Yeah. And it's just it's crazy to me that I see people like that I that I either been on shows with or whatever like be, be, do, be doing big things it makes me happy. Well, I mean, just in those first two shows alone, you had yeah. uh, on the second show you had Will- Willow Nightingale, yep. who is now signed to AEW, yep. is doing uh, big things in New Japan. Just won the strong, yeah, women's the yeah. strong women's championship. Um, you have Jossie, who I think is on the verge of being very, very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Airwolf uh, or Dante and Darius Martin, mm-hmm. who are with AEW now. Um, I mean, there's just there's so many names that have come through those black wrestling. Uh, Black Wrestlers Matter shows that yeah. have gone on to do some some <laughs> yeah. really big things, and it's funny because like like I mean I, I know that, I know that people have heard it before, but like I feel like before my show, 
Like a lot of them, he really like okay, you didn't really know about. Like like, like Camaro, Camaro was like was a tag guy before Black Wrestling Matter the first show. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, him and Kenny Alfonso, like Alpha Omega, they, they were like they were tag guys. And now Camaro's like both of them are out like doing doing like I think Camaro has like five championships of different companies. Like yeah. this dude, dude is doing this thing, man. He's been on Dark. Like most of, most of the people that have been on my show have been on AEW Dark. Like I mean, I know people laugh like oh it's just dark it's whatever, but it's, it's still you're on you're on national TV. Yeah. Well, kind of YouTube, but still, it's yeah. like it's you're on a, you're on a big co- wrestling for a big company. I I love how going back to talking about being in different territories and and putting those champions on. Um, that's a that's a thing I loved about the St. Louis show, about the Chicago show. Um, you really focus on the black talent from those cities. Mm-hmm. When you went to St. Louis, there was a lot of black talent from St. Louis. When you went to Chicago, um, you had a lot of black talent from Chicago. You had uh, Ewok there, who we sponsored yeah, I remember, yeah. as the, uh, he was the Wrestle League champion and defended that title yeah. in an incredible match on mm-hmm. that show against Shaq Jordan. Um, we talked about guys that have already kind of exceeded that to that next level. Who are guys that you have on on your radar right now for either future Black Wrestlers Matter shows, or um, guys that you think are going to break out and, and be like the next big thing? That is that is a very long list. Like I, I literally have a list in my in my phone of like there's like there's like 500 Black Wrestlers. Like so I have I have like, I have their name. I have like where they're from or whatever. And if they're part of a tag team, I have like a literally a literal roto deck roto decks of wrestlers. Like if if someone messes with, hey John, you have a guy in Kansas in Kansas City. Hey, I have one. But like there, I mean, there's like say besides Jossie, there's just so many people that that they like. There's just they're, they're ready. Like Isaiah Broner is a, a guy that's like he's like how is this guy not on TV right now, dude? Dude I, is I like, he, like he is dominating. If there's one thing I've learned from from being around pro wrestling locker rooms, it's usually like the biggest scariest dudes in the ring are actually like the nicest guys uh, yeah. in the world. Yeah. And I haven't met Isaiah yeah, Broner. I'm yeah. sure he's like the nicest dude. Yes, that dude scares the shit out of me. See, that's not another thing. Like I like I, I do my research. Like if, if a guy has any kind of controversy at all, I don't put him on my show. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I love Rich Swan, but there was like you know there was some controversy with him. So I'm sure. like, I can't, I can't, I don't feel comfortable booking him on a show right now. And, and like I mean, because there's still people who look at like oh he's an abuser or whatever. But I don't. Uh, uh, that's not for me to comment on. Sure, but I just know that if I'm booking a show, like I mean, I mean Rich Swan, like I, I love him at Revolver. I watch him Revolver all the time. But it's like guys like that that I, I try to stay away from because it's like I, I want people. To, I want it to rest. I want it to be a safe space for people to come in and go. Hey, you sure. know what? That's uh, that's. I want to feel comfortable at this show. If you have a guy that's like abusing people on your show, then how does what does and it just, say about me? Just try to reduce as many distractions yes. as possible because yes. you're already going to have uh, a percentage of of people that are going to look at and see the name of the show and be like, Oh, black Rusters matter. That's just fucking like woke bullshit or whatever. Like you just, you have those people. Yeah. So then if they deep dive into it a little bit more and to see, you know, a guy that either said some controversial things or did some controversial things or were in the news, I totally get where you're coming from. That just kind of, um, you know, well, minimize those distractions. Yeah. We, 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 of course we've, we had those kind of people saying stuff like, why does this kind of show exist? I'm like, well, because it has to. Like, it's there's. I, I saw some. I saw somebody do the joke that said, like, you know, wrestling is fake because uh, it's this only sport not dominated by not dominated by black people. And I'm like, mm, that's that's true. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's changed a lot now because we've had like people like Bobby Lashley, Bianca Belair. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to I don't want to say how to part now, but I feel like I, I kind of feel like I mean, like I I want to I want to take credit for it because. Without without my shows, like I mean, obviously Bianca was gonna be who she is no matter no matter right. what. But I feel like like you see these companies that are have black champions all over the place now. And I, feel, I feel like I mean I want to say my work is done, but I feel like I've I've put a big dent in uh, how we perceive black people. Yeah, I feel like those comments of like uh, you know why do we need shows like yeah. this? I feel like you're making our point. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. the exact reason yeah. we need shows like this. Yeah. Because of comments like that, yeah. You know? I mean, like, I, 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 I'm good at ignoring those comments. Like, that's the thing. Like, people, if if you're not if you're, like, like, it's like when you're playing a video game, you run into enemies because that means you're going in the right direction. Yep. So I mean, if I if I, if I if I just if I if I just like oh, this person's talking negative, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way and like whatever. You can't do that. I just put my head down and and plow through it. Like I just ignore it. Like don't don't feed the trolls. Like they're just trolls. That's all they are. Because once you respond, that's it. Like you can have you can have nine people to hundred people saying oh you how good you are but if you got one person being negative and you focus on them that's saying fuck all the rest of you I don't I don't care yeah. like you know I don't care what you say that's positive I'm inspiring my energy on this person who's being negative and they're not, they're not trying to I mean I, I get constructive criticism but if you're just being oh this sucks well why does it suck just tell me why if you if you don't have a reason then you're just being a hater you're yeah. just being a troll yep we had talked to you had alluded to the fact that you had a champion uh, crowned a champion 
a champion happened to say some some dumb things yeah. on, a, on a podcast. Yeah. So you crown a new champion at a rugged pro show. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the the relationship that you have with other promotions in hosting championship matches because I know obviously there's there's rugged pro. Um, you had a show planned for this month with, uh, up in. Uh, in Minnesota, in Duluth, so, yeah, yeah. So you have the widest part of Minnesota, apparently, <laughs> with uh, DPW up there. So yes. can you talk a little bit about the importance of having that championship, creating that championship, and then having that championship defended in other places? See, that, that's a, that's a, that's another thing about like uh, Black Rose Matter. Not about a promotion; it's about about the people that 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 uh, that's wrestling on a promotion. So like Myron Reese, my champ, my current champion. And even if I don't have a show, I still want to have my title defended everywhere I can. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I have promoters that are willing to play balls. Like, hey, I mean, Myron Reese is very, he's very, very good. So, like, if, 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 I, can, if I can help somehow get him on your show, I'm going to do what I can to help get him on your show. And if, if, if you want to defend, if the Black Wrestling Matter title wants to be defended, I'll, hey, I, I give my champion, like, hey, you know, I'm going to give you the option if you want to defend your title or not, you know, whatever, because... I want you to be who you are. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to micromanage your career. It's like, mm-hmm. just hey, you're my champion. I trust you. Obviously, I trust you because you're my champion. So if you want to defend the title, I just, I just trust you. If, if you're gonna lose the belt or whatever, if you, well, kayfabe, if you're gonna lose the belt, let me know so I can make arrangements. You know, so yeah. I can say, hey, this is my new champion now. Yeah, this is one of those like say Rugged Pro was like he was because originally it was gonna be it was supposed to be JDX versus versus Brooke Valentine. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was supposed to be JDX. Yes, I think it was supposed to be no JDX. It was JDX for somebody, but because of the stuff JDX had to, uh, he wasn't booked anymore. Right. So I was like, well, since we don't have a champion, like since I don't want to, I want to promote, I want to promote that match. Still, I was like, how about we just do whoever wins that match is the new Black Lives Matter champion. And then another thing about doing Black Lives Matter championship match on shows is the fact that now I'm guaranteed to get at least two Black wrestlers booked on that show because normally if there is none, now I have two of them. Yeah. And if there's it's a multi-person match, it's like obviously if there's Black Lives Matter title match, it has to be all Black wrestlers involved. So now, like now, instead of like we went from like having no black wrestlers about us, black wrestlers on the show, to now we have at least two. So, I mean, we're we're doing pretty good. And then, right, it seemed it seemed like right after Myron won that title, yeah. he defended it on another all black wrestler yeah. show called For the Culture, yep. hosted by GCW during WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he defended it in an incredible match there yeah. as well. So, um. How does it feel for you to to kind of start this whole Black Wrestlers Matter yeah. movement, and then to see that title promoted on another oh, all Black Wrestlers show that's, like that's, that? Oh, that's always been a goal. Like in my mind, I always picture like the Black Wrestlers Matter title, like the NWA title. Yeah, where NWA title gets defended everywhere it possibly can. Like it brings, I feel like it brings prestige. Like yeah, you have the Pan African Championship, which is like Trisha Doris still has that, mm-hmm. and she defend. I don't know how. I think she still defends it everywhere. Yeah, but like I, I want, I want the Black Wrestlers Matter title to be like that. If anything, I want it to be at least be like the IWTV title where that thing's defended everywhere. Like, cause I feel like all that does is bring visibility to my brand. Like, if if you see Mario on the show with the Black Lives Matter title, Black Lives Matter title match, all that does is help promote the brand. Like, like I say, cause like it's, it's, I'm not in this to make money. I'm not in this to. It's not for me. It's for it's for, it's for like people like me who like I didn't have any black role models in wrestling when I started training. I mean, you have the Mauler who lives in here in Des Moines, but like that's you know we know how Waller can be sometimes. Yeah, how Jeff can be. So like I, I want to have a I want to have a space for like hey this Black Lives Matter. Hey like no. Thanks, thanks to your show, I've discovered a lot more black wrestlers or like little, little, little kid can go. Like, I mean, the St. Louis show, you had a uh, Camaro Jackson come to the ring, like a lot of like black kids around, like, you know, like all smiles on their face. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I love about it. Like, cause you know, we know wrestling, most, most wrestling friends are white. They are, mm-hmm. which is most of my audience is white. But like this, the fact that they still take time out of the day to come promote my show, come to my show and like, and enjoy themselves is to me, that's great. I remember I have a friend, Mike Nelson, his, uh, his fiance her very first show was Black Wrestlers Matter 2. She had never been to a pro wrestling show. She only got into pro wrestling because she's dating Mike, and Mike's like the biggest wrestling fan. Um, and then to see her on social media just like ranting and raving, and it's it's funny because you just have this like, it's a very short kind of, I mean, not kind of, very shy white woman and then, like, the first thing she wanted to do when the show was over is take a picture with all the black wrestlers. Yeah. And it's just, it was just awesome to see that, like, that was her first show uh, at Woolies, and she just fell in love with wrestling because of that show. That's that's why I do it, man. Like, I, I love it. Like, say it's not like say it's not for money. I know promoters. They say if you if you if you're in any any wrestling to make money, then you're in the wrong business. Which I I completely trust me. I know all about that. That's why I rely on sponsors for everything. But like to to, to hear people say like they had a great time on my show. A lot of wrestlers thanking me for you know thank you for letting me be a part of it even if it's like a rumble spot 
because I, I mean when we talked about this like off off podcast like about rumble spots it's, it's still a big deal because like if if you do a rumble at any other company like no one's gonna watch it but if you do a rumble at Black Lives Matter like it's it's for a trophy like you get a tro- like you get a trophy that you that you can use like to be like that, that guarantees your spot on, on another show mm-hmm. like it, it, it to me like you get your own entrance you get your own like all that music and everything like it's it's, it's a big deal yeah and I I feel like there are some people who, who don't take advantage of that. Or they go, hey, I should be in a bigger spot. Like, dude, like, trust me, your time is coming. Just be patient. Yeah. There's a lot of wrestlers that hit me up, like, hey, can I be on your show? Like, people, people, people want to offer the people offer to help until it's time to actually help, and they don't want to help. But I, you know, like, there's there, I have, I have a long, long inbox of people messaging me like, hey, man, I want to be on your show. Like, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? And to me, like that, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just a dude from that lives in Iowa. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. And the fact that like I got, I got people like people who are signed on national TV messaging me like that, made, that makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the same thing with with every wrestling promoter. Yeah, like, if you want a spot and I don't yeah. have a spot for you yet, yeah, show up, help set up and tear down the ring, and you know it's 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 all the old shit you get told yeah, that yeah. no one ever does. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's how it works. I've been tearing out rings for thirteen years. Still, I still hey, do longer it. than that. Oh yeah, yeah, it has been. It's been it's been about fifteen years now. Yeah, like, yeah I've been. I mean, that's because I, I don't I don't look at it as a burden. I look at it like like I, like it's like wrestling. It's, it's like making your bed after you get, you get out. You make your bed. Like I I, I got I got to set the table before I eat. Yeah, that that to me that's that's how setting the ring up and tearing the ring. Down. I mean, I don't look at it as work. It's just like a, it's a, it's a necessity. There are, and this is not to to play favorites or to to talk shit on anyone. There has been a lot Do of it. there's been a lot of guys that I've seen come through three X wrestling and think they're they're too mm-hmm. get too big for their britches and think that they're too good to to tear down or set up the rings. Oh uh, well, and there's, then the yeah. night that Rory Fox won the three XW title, yeah, he stuck around and Rory's tore down good, the ring, man. He's, he's and a I good, was he's like, a good dude. hey man, if the guy if the top guy in this company and and three X wrestling is not like the biggest independent promotion, but if the top guy in this company, a guy that's been around wrestling. Forever, Forever, who was on MTV's yeah. Real Life? I want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah. um, if he can st- stick around and he can tear down the ring, you can you can stick around and tear down the ring. That's the thing. Like a lot of people look at. I mean, I have my opinions about those kind of people. Like it's like they have nothing going on outside of wrestling. So like when they get like a they get like a little bit of fame in wrestling, they think, oh, I'm, I'm their ego gets stroked. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, like if you take wrestling away, what else do you have? That's why I like I took that break like late last year. Like I, like. It lets me let me like let me know, man. My, my life is pretty good without wrestling. Like, I'm, I'm, my body feels great. Like, I feel like I have a like I have a, a fantastic dog like that I go home to. My like life is good. Like, if wrestling were to stop right now, I'd be fine. Like a lot yeah. of a lot of guys aren't like that, so they, they stick around to and like you have you have guys who stick around like just just like, you know, like try to hold people down, like try to uh, protect my spot. None of us have a spot. Like mm-hmm. it's it's in, it's indie wrestling. We don't have any spots at all. You just happen to be booked that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the guys that. I've been on your show and now are on national television. They have contracts. You talked about creating a, a title that is now defended all over the country. Um, what are some other goals and aspirations that you have for this brand that you, you want to accomplish? I've always had like the, the goal of like, I want to go to, go to a show and like see like a whole entire section or a whole crowd with just Black Wrestling Matter shirts on of different varieties. That's like the first show... So the first show it kind of happened by 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 choice chance because like we we got like everybody that bought a ticket got a t shirt so it's like sure. obviously so if you if you go to the show you're gonna get a shirt which I think more companies should probably do that because this is a, like very good idea but another thing I look I just I just, just want to be able to like to get, my goal ultimate goal is like to just build connections with people like I want to be able to say hey you know like can you like 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 Sam like I, I kind of want to be like the black Sammy Callahan like right now because sure. because Sammy Callahan like Revolver is doing very well. Yes. I'm like I want I, I want I want to have like I want to have that but but for but for black wrestlers like just like if we just, I, I go to I go to a show a town like I, I want I want to be able to like sell out a show after like just announcing the show yeah like hey there's a show coming up in Chicago boom we sold out now it's like but it's like I'm, I'm, I'm I keep I gotta keep reminding myself I want to this is only this is only the third year I've been doing black wrestling yeah. shows the third year because because I'm always like oh man it sucks I want to sell out but I'm like you know that's this is the third year it's AEW's been around what three years. Four, year, four, four years, four years, yeah, like yeah. And, yeah. So like, I, I, I'm at a very, I think I'm at a very good pace right now. Like, yeah, for sure. They, they, they on national TV have been around four years. Like, I've been doing shows for three years. So I, I got, I got to, got to tell myself all the time. Like, Listen, man, like you're doing very good. Like you're doing very well. You've had what four? I think four shows. Like, no, just take, yeah. you know, be, be you happy. Don't have a, you don't have a billionaire father. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I wish. Pouring money hey, into Dad, your, where you at, Dad? Your little pet project either, though. <laughs> so, I know, I wish, man. A little different. Come on, Powerball. <laughs> yeah. 
It's all funded by a grocery store worker. People think like Black Lives Matter like, like, a, like a Scrooge McDuck money, money <laughs> vault. No, I don't. Like I literally rely on ticket sales and sponsors for my shows. I, I wish I can get to the point where like, it's self-sustaining where I can like, uh, this show pays for that show. But at, at, at this point, it's not there yet. Cause, like, book, I don't know if you noticed, but booking a, booking a show with all black wrestlers gets real expensive. Because like, if you book a regular wrestler any show, you can just book from, from the local talent that you yeah. have available. But, but you're pulling guys in. But, from... but as, as, we, as we mentioned earlier, there is no other black people in, in town. So like, I got to pretty much go, hey. And then not, not only am I book, trying to book people who are not local, but like, they, have to be, they have to be good enough to be on the show. Because mm-hmm. you I, I can just take some, I can just take a random black wrestler and put them on the show. It doesn't mean they're necessarily ready for that. But like I, I got to book like the Ashen Stars, like the like the Stephen Wolves, like the the uh, like Broners, like the JDX. Not only do you got to pay for them, you got to pay for them to wrestle the show. You got to pay for them to get to the show. You got to try to get, maybe sometimes get a hotel. You got to pay for Hennessy for the commentary. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ewok, that's yeah, that's Ewok provides his own Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's, yeah, you gotta like it's and that's the thing. People people think that like okay, it's just like I mean, I wish I had Sammy Callahan's budget. <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah. But like that's the thing. Like, and uh, there's also a situation where like a lot of wrestlers, I feel like they think because of, because I'm bigger than what I am, they want to give me like outrageous prices. Like, hey, bro, like you want five hundred dollars to wrestle on? Like, what? I go go make your money. I just I'm just I just don't have to pay it. Right. Like I want you to get your money that you want. I just don't have to pay it. Yeah. And I, I think a lot, I think a lot of wrestlers try to take advantage of a new promoter too. Like, hey, this guy's new. He's doing a black like this gimmick show. Some people call it a gimmick show. It's not a gimmick show. It's just it's a show for us. Like if 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 you. <clears throat> if you're if you've been wrestling for like I mean if if you're about my age like you, you grew like you said you grew like with the Rock or maybe a handful of wrestlers who you saw on TV now wrestlers nowadays they have a little, the luxury of like the New Day like have Apollo Crews they have they yeah. have like a, an assortment of black wrestlers to look up to we didn't have that so like if you're my age you look at it like oh, I'm 36 like I'm not like old the dinosaur but like 36 is still I mean they say that's your wrestling peak so hey look out people are wrestling in the future. But like that's the thing, like it's one of those things where like people look at like, oh, this this these guys trying to build a brand. I like, did think I'm bigger than I am. Like, no, bro. Like this is literally ticket sales and sponsorships. That's how I fund all my shows. Luckily, I haven't had, I haven't had to come out of my pocket yet, but I, I don't want to. But I just want to try to get sponsored as much as I can. For sure, for sure. A guy that we sponsored. You talked about Ewok. Ewok yeah. So I know that he was on commentary for the first couple shows, mm-hmm. and he was at the St. Louis show as well. And then to have a show in his. In his city, where yeah. he's he's one of the top champions, one of the top indie promotions in that city. Mm. Um, we talked to him back before the Chicago show, and he was just ecstatic to be on the show, to defend his title on that show. Um, any guys like that that you see coming up the the ranks that you know maybe they've they've been to a show but haven't been featured or maybe they just had a uh, uh you know a rumble spot is there any any guys on the horizon that we should be looking out for that, oh, that future future black Lusters matter shows might be you know a, a big deal like Ewok was at the Chicago show oh there's a lot like uh, I don't know if you know uh, ZK47 yes that, like that, he's put the work in like he, he I don't think he's he's I think he's on my second show yeah and so, I, so I, I had a Black Wrestling Matter sponsor match at the last three XW show, which is a ZK forty seven versus Tom Bone. Like, and like Tom, he's Tom Bone's another one. like he, like he's he's only been training for like he started training last May, and, and he's 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 like a rugged hardcore hardcore champion. Yeah, well, he was until he just lost it recently. Loser, he's <laughs> he's lost it recently. He lost in the ladder match. Yeah, he lost the ladder match. Spoilers. I know, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so he like but uh, but yeah he uh like he like he's put the work into like he, like he, I think he's in the, going to all wine today to do a show. Yeah. Like he's like he's he literally travels every weekend. Like yeah. like, like that's crazy. It was to me. it was so good. Like you invited me up there, and yeah. I guess Austin sort of invited me up there as well, or or was okay with it when I showed up. But um, I went to the Forge that yeah. one day, and it was so good to see Tom there. Yeah. Um, one of my very like my third match, fourth match was against uh was against Tom and uh, Tom and oh, I think I have that match on my YouTube channel, Cannonball. Terry. Yeah, Cannonball, Terry, Cannonball Terry. Terry. It was, I think, like Terry Roosevelt or something. Yeah. Austin, <laughs> Austin Savan. Terry Roosevelt. And then it was uh, um, fucking the Haas and the Sauce. It was yeah. me and that. The, <laughs> what? Yeah. Soy yeah. Sauce because yeah. I'm Asian. And then yeah. uh, he was the Haas of yeah. the Highway. That's a big trucker gimmick. That is on my YouTube page. Yes. So you, you yeah. Know, yeah. It was a fun match. Yeah, yeah it was. Like, was that, that was in like Perry, wasn't it? It was in, it was, like, yes. It was in Perry, yeah. Yeah, it was in Perry. It was at a... Um, that, that's, that's the day I did my first ever 450. Yes. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't do that anymore. we found that... I'm like 30 uh, pounds. We found that mat. We found that crash yeah. pad. We drug it into the ring. And first then, time ever doing one. Like, even attempting one at all. Scary. 
Hey, I nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I would I would never do it to someone. Though. Yeah, there was the but uh it was at a Relay for Life event. Yeah. And the whole idea was like a big tag team tournament. Cause there was only like sixteen of us. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, we gotta make it we gotta make it work somehow. Like uh we gotta fill like a whole day of matches. Mm-hmm. And so it was um and we had a battle royal, like between that and the, so I wrestled like three times that day. I wrestled two matches, yeah. got eliminated in the second one, and then wrestled a battle royal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main event was the Bulldogs and then uh, Guns and Beer. Yep. So yeah, it was. I love, uh, I love wrestling working those guys. Yeah. Man, we've been Bulldogs been together for a long time. Man. Long time. Long time. People call us the Dully Boys. They call like we get Dully Boys comparisons all the time. Like, yeah. Black black guy, white guy. Yeah. We, so it's funny. So like so we we so we were at Metro Pro in Kansas City. We started doing a WhatsApp and like the X fucking got over so big. I was like, oh, look at that. It works for us. I miss Metro Pro. I know I do too. I, I just saw that uh, the guy that used to run in Chris Goff has like a podcast called uh, Worst Territory in the World. And like he just did a he just did an episode on on the the formation of Metro Pro and I was like oh, nice like like I me mean, I work I worked that bunch but I never knew how it all got started yeah. and like it's, I haven't it's, talked it's, to Chris in years yeah no he's he's probably hard to get a hold of yeah 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 it, it's it's a good one though any um legendary black wrestling figures that you'd love to have even if it's just for like a, a meet and greet at a black wrestlers battle show D'Lo Brown I knew I was D- D'Lo D- Brown. like D'Lo Brown is my, my one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I've, I've actually, actually, so before I canceled my Duluth show, I was in contact with him about doing a seminar. And he actually responded to me. And also Jazz. Jazz is another one that I got a yeah. contact hold of. I mean, she actually gave me her number, so we're, we keep in contact. Like, if I have another thing coming up, I'm going to message her about it. Uh, <coughs> I reached out to Booker T. Booker T actually got back to me, but, I mean, he's he's so busy that it's yeah. kind of hard to do anything. But, like, yeah, it's, there's, there's a bunch. Like I said, when I was, I was 12 when the Attitude Era ended, like mm-hmm. when WWE bought WCW. Yeah. For whatever reason, I always thought D'Lo Brown was a cruiserweight just because yeah. of the way he wrestled. He was huge. Yeah, that's 275 yeah, that goddamn was pounds. Fucking, he was he's huge. gigantic. Yeah, he was huge. And then the chest protector probably, you know, another yeah. five, seven pounds. <laughs> uh, speaking of chest protector, there's another guy you talk about like the future, like uh, Rampage Santana. Yes. He is good. Like He is real good. Like I know something like, when I, when I first started doing shows, people were telling me like, oh, stay away from him, whatever, whatever. Like, because when you're a black wrestler and you're confident, people don't like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's one thing about Jossie. Jossie's very confident and people don't like it. But Rampage Satana, he's very, very good. Like, he's one of those guys. Like, he's, he fucking trains with Gable Stevenson. Yeah. You know, in Minnesota, like, he's very good. I first saw, so going back to Ja, I first saw Ja at a CEW show huh. in like 2017, 2018. It was just one of those like, um, it's like a town festival, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just set up a ring like in the middle of Main Street, um, and it was it was just like a big six man tag of black and brave guys. Yeah, and he would just happen to be on in that match, and I was like, this dude came out confident as hell. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. There are a lot of black and brave guys. There are a ton of black <laughs> a and brave lot of guys. them. Like there's yes. a lot. They have like a, like they have like two classes a year, it's growing every day. Yeah, like well, I mean, they're 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 uh, trainers. One of the top guys in the company. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't see if he won the match or not, but I don't want to spoil anything. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see. It. I, I don't. I didn't see who won. No, I mean, there's a lot of guys from from uh, Black and Brave that seem like they're on the cusp of, of mm-hmm. doing something big. Um, obviously, Jaw I think yeah. leads the pack there, but also JT um, JT Energy is another guy. He's, on, Energy, he's not a black wrestler, but JT. Uh, Dion. Yeah, Dion uh, Rusman. Rusman. I can't remember the guys. There's a guy that wrestled GCW a lot. Uh, Dante Leon. Dante Leon is he's good. He's real good, too. Yeah, he he just wrapped up a tour a few months ago of Pro Wrestling Noah in yes, Japan. Yeah, he's Him and Ninja yeah. Mac. Yep. So, this, uh, uh, is, it, is it Ben Frazier, another guy? Yes. Um, he's, he's a, um, Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier, yeah, yeah. Nathan Frazier. He was Ben something yeah. before that. But yeah, yeah Nathan Frazier in yeah, NXT yeah, now. Yeah, he's good. He, he came over from the UK, trained yeah. with Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave. and Ziggy Dice is another one. He's on Impact. Ziggy Dice trained at Black and Brave? Yes. I had no idea. Yeah, Ziggy Dice is a Black and Brave guy. He's an impact. Ziggy Dice is probably a lot younger than I think he is. He just looks old as shit. He looks old as shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, Impact signed him, and I was like, oh, that dude's 45 years old. He's no. probably been wrestling since the early 90s. Yeah. You know, no, he's probably like 26. No, yeah, I think I think he's like, like I don't think he's, I don't think, I don't know if he's 30 yet, but yeah. He's got that Arn Anderson it's, where he's, so the, he's looked 30 for So it's funny. Years. So like Ziggy, speaking of Ziggy Dice, like Jossie, those guys, like, uh, 
so last one of the last three W shows we had at the social club, it was like a revolver scramble match. But like uh, I think I want to say Clayton Gaines was like no, it was uh, Caleb Conley was a champ at the time. Oh, and we, yeah. we we had a scramble match. I was like, well, man, I was, I'm in a ring with a, a revolver guy. Like I was like, I feel like I'd be like I I, I didn't feel out of place. I, I wish I wish I wish Sammy would like have more more Des Moines guys on the shows. Yeah. but you know, I remember like, way Fowler, back in Fowler, the day. How is Fowler not on revolver? For Fowler is like the the buns. He should be on every show going forward. I think a week from today, Fowler becomes Fowler Four Belts. You think so? I don't. I I don't see him losing to JT Energy at CEW. Oh well. I, I tell Fowler, well, man, I wish you were black. I put you on my shows. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on okay. my shows. All right. Well, now that you brought that up, I was going to ask: <laughs> Is there any wrestlers that you wish were black so you could have them on your show? Uh, well, rest in peace, Jason Strife. He was one of those guys. Like so HNIC. Like there, there's a there, there's a photo he took shortly before he passed. Like he had like he has like the revolver title and the Black Lives Matter title posing with it. I was like, <laughs> it, it, it feels right. And then there's like uh, Duke Cornell, another guy. Like I wish if he was black, he'd be on my shows. Like Jeremy Wyatt. I, yeah, Wyatt's another Wyatt's, guy. Devin Thomas. Devin Thomas. He's so I, fucking good. There's so many guys from like that Nebraska yeah. area that I'm like, where did you come from? Like, who trained you? <laughs> so Devin Thomas is yeah, one of them. Yeah. And then J.C. Slater. I was like, where, who yeah. trained you? Where yeah, did you come uh, from? Yeah. That's, that's, a lot of those are Strife's guys. Like Strife is he's yeah. a very he's a very good trainer. Like Nikki Scent. Yeah. Like he doesn't wrestle right currently, but like he was like he's one of my favorite opponents I've ever had. Like because he's. Like he's he just he just gets it like he knows exactly what he's like he's he's like what 26 25 yeah. and he's just he's he's like it everything took clicks. me oh man it took me way too long longer than i'd like to admit to realize that nikki sent and uh vic victory are brothers yeah and yeah. uh yeah. speaking of which like the very first sentence you said in this podcast i had no idea that todd sinclair and chad Milan were related yeah i miss chad it's it, it, todd countryman it's, it's they're their cousins or not Todd Sinclair. Who the fuck's Todd Sinclair? He's like, oh, he's an early draft. Yeah, Todd Countryman is who I met. Yeah, Todd Countryman and the guy that holds the grudges forever. Todd Countryman and Chad Molly, yeah, they're cousins. I'd like to take this time to say, Todd, I'm sorry for like the three or four times that I- He probably won't listen to Walked that on you? He probably won't listen. I had a mental breakdown. I did tell him I was coming on here because I think Todd and I, I think we talk like almost every day now. Yeah. I I love Todd. I think he's a great guy. It's funny because like everyone always thinks, "Oh, John's a part of three XW management." I, I'm not. I literally just wrestled there. I don't. I have nothing to do with any booking decisions. I have nothing to like. I, I can't get anybody booked. I'm barely booked. Well, I'm, I'm not barely booked. Like they would use me anytime. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a good hand. I'm, well, I think I think the the biggest evidence that you're not part of three XW management is the night that you won the pure title, and then like an hour <laughs> later, yeah. your tag your former tag team partner wins yeah. the wins the heavyweight championship. Yeah, he had to one up me. Yeah, he? always one step behind. Jerk. <laughs> that fucking jerk. Um, where would people find Black Wrestlers Matter on social media? They wanted to follow you and and if uh, if, if if you go to blackwrestlersmatter dot com, like all of our socials are on there, like everything, like our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like everything, like our YouTube page. We even have our Black Wrestlers Matter. Like if you have, we have a link to go to our shop, which has. I mean, we we have more stuff on our shop than I've than I've ever even promoted. Like I mean, I've I've I've, I've pretty much like. I'll, I'll, one day I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm bored. I'm, I'm gonna create a new shirt. So like, and I'll, I'll go put in like a new item on. Like, yeah, I, I had a, I think I had a crop tops recently for women for the summer. I had a crop tops. I had like a, like a new hat design. It's oh, just a bunch. If of stuff. Uh, if anyone's listening to this and has seen our, the ice cream Sunday store, you have John West to thank for that. Yes, because there's no fucking way that I would have been able to figure out any of that, yeah. like Printful and Big yeah, Cartel yeah. without your help. And I bought the first first shirt. Yes, very first I'm order. Wearing it right now. I love it. So. It's just real. That's for me. I'm trying to get down to a 2X by instead of a 3X, but like it's oh, very comfortable. Um, I think we print them on the same shirts that the Black Wizard Fire yeah, original are. Oh, yeah. um, I love those shirts. It's funny because so I ordered one of yours, so I ordered your shirt and I got a sample of my shirt. They literally came from the same place. Like So like so the, the address is exactly the same on your shirt from your shirt and my shirt. It's yeah. the same exact address. Um, I know that, unfortunately, the show that we you had planned in Duluth oh. was canceled. Um, what's next for Black Wrestlers Matter as a brand? Uh, is there any other shows? Um, is Myron Reed defending the title anywhere? What's What's next for the brand? I'm working on something. I'm, I mean, the, the 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 hard part is trying to find a venue. Like the my first the first thing I try to do is like, hey, well, where where would I think it'd be a good location to run? And the second thing is like, okay, if I if I do choose to run there, where can I get away? Like, what kind of venue can I get? Like, I mean, you try. I, I ideally, most people try to say keep it in Des Moines because that's where I'm from. That's where I live. But I just feel like that, like, I mean, there's an audience for Black Wrestling Matter in Des Moines, but I feel like I've already done two shows here. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, my, my, so obviously if I want to showcase other people, other black wrestlers, I want to go to the, go where they are, not sure. necessarily where I am. 
So like, I mean, Chicago's still an option. Like, I'm trying more. I'm working on something for November for Black Friday. I'm working on something. I just, it's yeah, I know, it's perfect, right? Working on something. I keep forgetting he's over there because <laughs> he's just like quiet listening. So quiet. I've been working on something for Black Friday. I'm, I'm trying to like, I mean, Marguerite has a title defense coming up in September in Wisconsin. I, I, I don't want to, I don't know who his opponent is yet. Like the guy messaged me the other day about doing it. I told him, like, yeah, if you, if you want to book my champion, I'm not going to say no. Sure. What, uh, what promotion is that? Uh, I can't remember. It's off my head. Like I'll, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's in Wisconsin though. Let me look it up real quick. It's right. Where's the guy? Promotion is SSW. SSW. I've never heard of it. Yes, and the guys in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Legacy, maybe Legacy Pro Wrestling. Okay. Yeah, but he messaged me about uh, about booking. I was like, hey, if you want to book Myron, like I'll just whatever you need me to do, just let me know, and I'll I'll, I'll message Myron and see if he's available. I kind of want to be like like a like an agent for black wrestlers. Yeah, because like I don't think we have a black wrestling agency at all. Like the one that's not on TV. Right. Because I want to go. Hey, like I want somebody. Hey, John, we we have a show in like Canada. We have a guy from Canada. Oh yeah, here you go. Here's a guy right here. Hey John, we have a show in Philadelphia. Yeah, I have a guy, I have a referee, I have a list of referees, ring announcers, like a uh, journalist, photographer, like all yeah. that. I want, I, I want to be that that guy that people are like. I don't, I don't care about getting like a fee. Just like hey, just I'm just trying to get people booked. Hopefully, the wrestler that gets booked, like you know, I, this so it's funny. So I've I've gotten a lot of people booked, but they don't even know it. Really? Yeah, I've, I've gotten people booked on shows that they, they they would never know unless I told them. You got me booked on a show. Well, I mean, one time I definitely knew it. I well, definitely knew it was your fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we still we still never had our one on one match. We uh, we we, we, we I, went to we went to Grays at their promo. I couldn't stop laughing. Like I, cause I oh, just, it was just so funny. So I looked over your head instead of looking at. I your was eyes. gonna say, yeah, you were, you kept <laughs> laughing because you were like nine inches taller than. <laughs> yeah. not, I mean, yeah. maybe not nine inches, but like, yeah, you. were... Clearly looking over my head, yeah. and I was looking straight up at you. Because if I look at you, I was gonna laugh because it was so funny. Because like, how do people do this on TV where they look at each other and just not laugh? Because it was like, this is my buddy right here. Like, I just like <laughs> we're trying to promote a wrestling match, and I just can't stop laughing. My my whole wild idea was it was uh, it was myself, and then the fucking Kansas Cowboy wrestler we don't talk about anymore. Yes, uh, referee, not a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah referee. Uh, and then his, his finish was good. His finish was himself getting injured. That was, that was his <laughs> It was. I see. So that story, like, I mean, I was involved. I was involved in the match. And I'm the one that did the move that broke it. Like, I don't yeah. feel bad about it anymore. At that convention? Yeah, I don't feel bad about it anymore. No, I mean, I feel bad at the time, but you I'm like, I broke I, another. It, it, it wasn't my fault. No, it's not your fault. Like, I still have the video. Like, I watched it a couple times. Like, I mean, it's, listen, that's the guy that we told every training session. Hey, man, you gotta pop your hips. Yeah, you gotta pop your hips and yeah. throw your feet up. You're gonna hurt yourself. Lo and behold, literally one of the first matches he has in front of a crowd. Yeah, breaks, breaks his, his ankle. Yeah, it was it was bad too. But uh. What the fuck was I going with this? Your idea you have for the- Oh, yes. So um, he and I, Jeremy Robb, and my girlfriend at the time went out to my hometown, and we we kind of inspected this venue, and it was it's on a second floor of like a building that was built in the 1800s, mm. and they promised, they were like, yes, we can have a wrestling ring here. Like, it's going to work. You will not, this will not cave in, you will not fall through the, the floor. We're like, okay. It's the old opera house in yep, Greenfield. I, I, I knew that's and what it was. My whole idea at the time, because when we went and toured that, the whole idea was to have a show there, like within the next three months. And you were the pure champion at the time. And I was like, that I was, just that was a good time. I just life. want to challenge for the pure title. I want it to be. You were a heel at the time. I would have been a big baby face in my hometown. You think? I people love me. That's true. This cat fucking loves me right yeah, now. I, know, I need yeah. you to get down, bud. So my whole thing was like, I, you defend the title against me. We break out all of the crazy shit, the moonsault, the uh, Spanish fly, like all the dumb shit we can do, pack it into like the craziest match ever. And then it ends with like a funky finish where, um, you know, like I, like I pin you, but the referee doesn't see your foot on the rope. And then, yeah. re- you know, another referee comes out and is like, you know, like a, a dusty yeah, finish. Yeah, and then yeah. of course you would end up, I'm I'm a year into wrestling at this point, so of course, you know, like you would retain, but yeah. like I wanted it to be like some big fucking spectacle, um, and it just never, I mean, unfortunately, never I, happened. I, I am kind of a promoter now, so I mean, I could make it happen. I'm not black. Sure. I mean, how many Laotian wrestlers are there? Well, so you're none cons- now. You're, exactly. So yeah, you're consider- well, isn't Malaya Osaka? Is she Laotian? She's Japanese. Oh, well, same. The name. Yeah. The, the, yeah, <laughs> just reminds me of Pac because he said like, uh, <laughs> like name. Oh, just because the names. Yeah, you know? and I'm a racist. I was like, yep, I'll, I'll make sure that that's going to be a clip. We were talking about it was when uh, Phoenix was on, and it was like Han and C were the names, and like, like Lao, and I yeah. was like, oh, I just figured because of the names uh, that there's some kind of Asian. 
I'm a racist. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like it's like say, I mean, I, I've had Donnie Pepper cooking on my show. I mean, he's not. True. He's definitely not black. True. I've had a uh, Stephen Wolf. He's like Native American. Yeah. So I mean, so it's not like I me. Mean, like I know it's black wrestling matter, but it's not like I me. Mean, if 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 you're, I mean, if you're if you're part of like like a dem- demographic wrestler that's not that's not like that's underutilized, then I'm going to use you. I mean, obviously you have Hispanic wrestling. Tiny bit of melanin in your body. Oh yeah. I mean, Donnie Pepper because he's Hispanic, so it's like they you're have. Out. Like, uh, yeah. No, yeah, you're, 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 yeah. You don't. You don't. No. Get out of here, colonizer. <laughs> I was just joking. He's not joking. I get it. No, like it's like it's wrestling. Like this. Like I say, like I mean, a lot of the audience is white. That's just the facts of it. Like, I, I've, I've been wrestling in Des Moines for a long time. And I, I don't see black people at shows very often. Is that a goal of yours with Black Wrestlers yes. Matter to bring more black fans in yes. as well? My, my goal is to like, to like get more black fans involved in wrestling again. Because like, even like like I mean, there's I know I know a lot, I have a lot of friends who love wrestling. They just they just don't come to shows. I got to figure out why that is. Like just try to get them to shows. I mean, maybe I do a cookout before beforehand. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't really see me any, much tailgating in wrestling, do you? Unfortunately, not. Well, and I think it'd be fun if you did. Well, that's, that's the whole the whole plan was like for my for the Wooly shows to do a block party. Yeah. So like we could do a block party, like but it just that'd it, be dope. It would be I'd, so, I'd so much yeah. fun. The the problem was like uh, there's like there's, it's like so many fees and stuff. So you got to shut, shut a block down. Like yeah, shutting down like that. War Wooly's is very busy. Like you can't you mm-hmm. just can't shut the whole block down. So I had another idea, like you know, like where Bretton Skate Plaza is. Yeah. yeah, I thought about doing a show there because like, it's an outdoor venue. Oh, sure. doing, doing a show at Bretton Skate Plaza. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's the building, the, the place itself. But it's, well, the only problem is if it's open to the public, how do you how do you charge people the admission price when it's like open space? You can, you can still do it. I think if you work with them because they they shut it down and they have like concerts and stuff there. Like um, yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, there was a band that played there. I can't remember. I, Walk the Moon, or there was a some indie band that played there one time, and they they do concerts out there all the time. So I think if you work with them, and and you know if it's like a, I don't know if you go to them and say, hey, we want to do this thing, and it's a charity event, and mm-hmm. we're charging money, but it's all gonna go back to you know. Yeah. Well, you, so. usually my shows are like I try to get like a local charity. Everywhere I go to local charity, and like hey. After after everything's paid for, everything we keep it, everything else is yours. Like I, I like I say, I, I haven't made any money on my shows at all. Like I make my money on on shirts, on yeah. t shirts, and like stuff in my store because that goes directly to me. But obviously, everything goes back into the company, so it's not like I'm having like a, a secret like funneling money somewhere. Like no, it's, it's trust me, it's not that. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to get the brand as big as I can. Like my my, like, my goal is to like come out one day and see like a lot of black kids in the crowd, like like people with their family. Cause, like, I, my my thing is like I try to cater to kids because like kids bring their friends, friends bring their parents because parents have the money. Yep. And like and, and kids are repeat customers. Like let's let's say the parents are there. I'm just bring my kid to this thing. Next thing you know, they love it. And then they come back. They come back without their kids, and then they bring their kid. They're mm-hmm. their friends. So my my goal is always like wrestling. Like and there there's there's an audience for everyone. But my goal is like to try to get to get the kids involved. Yeah, Wu Tang's for the kids. I mean, and Black Lives Matters for the kids too. So. Anything that we didn't uh, touch on that uh, you. Any stories to share? Or anything you don't talk about about Black Wrestlers Matter that we didn't already ask I mean, about? If I if I if I went on talking, this could be like a six hour podcast. <laughs> so like it's no, I mean, I mean we we pretty much touched on everything like from the start and all this and that, like from like where it is now, where it is moving forward. Like I mean, I'm just, I'm just I'm just trying to give like a, a opportunity for wrestlers who don't normally get it. I know there are a lot of wrestlers out there who feel like they should get opportunities, but like. If if you're in a place like Chicago that has like 35 promotions and you're not getting put on shows, then that's probably you need to do some self evaluation. Sure. Like I, 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 my problem is I try to I try to give everybody a spot even if they don't deserve it. Like my thing is like, hey, I have like my Chicago show. I think I have 40 people booked on that show. 40. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, granted, there was a rumble that like still yeah. Because the, the, the rumble starts to like okay, I'm gonna do 10. I'm gonna do 10. I'm gonna leave it at 10. Next, you know, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll 15. Okay, I'll do 20. Okay, fuck it, let's put everybody in. Yeah. Like there was even people who like came the day of the show and I put them on. I put them in a the rumble just because like you know what, like guys like David Ali. I mean, I had I had never really met him until Chicago show. But like, well, he, man, he's another guy that's, that's that's good, like real good for sure. Uh, this it's just one of those things where like it's, I try to give everybody a chance. Like sometimes it burns me, sometimes it doesn't, but I'm not gonna stop doing it. <laughs>